Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Two Blocks podcast. My name is Hermela. And I'm Jeanette. And in this episode, we're going to be continuing our reflections regarding the Two Blocks Summit. In this episode, we're going to be looking back at interviews we did with various participants at the summit and just discuss about some comments they made and overall general thoughts. And we're so excited for you all to tune in. And sadly, this will be one last time you'll be hearing us on this season as it's our season finale. Yes, we're so sad, <laughs> but there's more to come. Um, But we will be back soon. But this is going to be a wrap up for this season. And so. we hope to end it off on a high note. For sure. All right, let's get into it. So as we discussed in the previous episode, a couple weeks ago, we hosted the Two Block Summit. In this summit, we had various members from all three entities, such as the school district, the local government, as well as the businesses. So we're going to be just giving you guys our take on some of the discussion points we placed on, um, we touched on, excuse me, and move from there. So one of the first people we interviewed after the summit was Dr. Nicole Gittins, who is the deputy superintendent of CPSD. Um, she has been a really big supporter of Two Blocks, so she is very aware um, as well as informed about a lot of the various things we're trying to accomplish. Um, overall, some of her general comments were just she really appreciated the fact, um, and we touched on this in the previous episode, that we were able to all be in one room together and just have this discussion because this has not taken place before in the past. So this was definitely a good kind of segue and stepping stone into future conversations to come. Yeah. And just for context, the question that we asked everybody we interviewed are, um, what are what are some general comments that you had about the summit? And the most important one we thought was, what are some action steps that you or the um, corporation or body that you're a part of want to take to further the pipeline and the work that Two Blocks is trying to do? So I think that one response that Dr. Gittins was able to share with us is a framework, a framework where different grades and different teachers would be provided with different opportunities mm -hmm. that they could do to further the career exploration portion of their classrooms. Mm -hmm. And I think that she mentioned, like, let's say for first grade, these types of opportunities would be available for all teachers and kind of putting that curriculum out there for teachers to go through was one of her ideas Definitely. and I think that starting off with something as small as that you know we have our business side of this but we also have the school district side and the communication portion shouldn't only be between those two entities mm -hmm. but also within them yeah and I feel like this is one step especially coming from the school district itself we could do to address that issue like within our own walls definitely and just to add on to what you said like I definitely think that in our district we are lucky enough to have the immense amount of resources we have and even just the money that is allocated for the school district is a tremendous amount um, and a lot of districts do not have that so we are lucky at the end of the day like we're not trying to be greedy or anything but we just want to use what we have to the fullest and to the best of our ability mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a lot of points like even kind of keeping on trend with uh, people from the school district um, Dr. Greer who is the superintendent as well as Aisha Wilson, who's a school committee member, both touched on the aspect that we kind of already have something in the works um, that has similarities to two blocks, but we just really need to kind of emphasize how we can make sure all three entities, especially the businesses and the school district, can all collaborate together and create something huge. Um, because yeah. a lot of the time, and we kind of always say this, but we kind of are stuck in this cycle of reinventing the wheel, and we kind of just want to take credit for things that 
have been done and are easy to be done, but we just want to kind of overcomplicate them. So we're trying to move away from that as a district and use what we have and use that as a pathway to kind of immerse ourselves into like the heavy resources we have within our our own backyard. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we should now move on to Dr. Greer. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Greer is the superintendent of the CPSD Cambridge Public Schools. And we were so grateful to have her at the summit and have her perspective on this, especially knowing that the role that she serves. And <laughs> Superintendent Greer has been doing a lot of work in involving student voice Definitely. into school committee decisions. And one thing that we think we kind of want to know is the superintendent's design group, which was an amazing effort that she led for students from grades, I believe it was 5th to 12th, be involved yeah. in shaping the CPSD missions and core values for mm-hmm. the next school year. And Jeanette, do you kind of want to talk about your yeah, perspective Yeah, definitely. On that? Like I was a part of this design group and I'm still actively participating within it. Um, but this is one kind of thing that Dr. Greer is implementing in place is just really wanting the district to be centered on student voice. Um, Because like we always say, and this is just one of the most important things, is that at the end of the day, we are the beneficiaries. We are the focal point of all this. Um, We are the students. So we have and we deserve to have a voice at the table in making these decisions. And one thing that I think will help us guide not only with two blocks, but just as a district as a whole, is having a certain like laying a framework um to how we how we address things and how we move on things um so i was a part of that group and we discussed and we came up with preliminary um mission vision and core values of the district um and that is going to be right now we are have published that and just kind of in taking input and feedback from parents from students from educators um all our whole realm of people. Um, so once we hear back from all of them, we'll be able to just kind of make tweaks and we already have in the second review. Um, and then we'll be able to publish that to the school committee um, and hopefully have that published by the next school year. So this is just one example of the action steps that are taking. Um, and they may not dis- directly kind of involve two blocks, but they all have kind of setting setting the, the framework for it. Um, so having these guidelines and having these goals will obviously is not reflecting the district as of right now, but is their goals. So that's what we're working towards. And that's what we we hopefully want and want to fulfill. So having that in place, we can use that as a way to propel two blocks and saying, so we do we do strive for equity, um, not only in our school district, but for our students as well. So one way we can achieve this one example is through two blocks and making the whole experience of feeling like yourself is like feeling like you're represented and heard um, is is highlighted in Kendall Square. So I think that's something that is very important um, and a great connection that we kind of involuntarily came up across. Yeah, definitely. We are the students. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> talking with Dr. Greer, she talked about how it was refreshing to hear student voices, especially in the environment and in the topics that we choose to dissect within the two blocks movement. You know, there's something that a lot of administrators wouldn't think that that students would be that involved in or mm-hmm. occupied thinking about. But we're here to kind of like change that perspective, that stigma, and make sure that the students, especially in decisions such as these, are heard. And to kind of come back to some of what we heard Dr. Greer saying during our interview, she talked about 
basically improving the communication that the district has with these Kendall Square corporations and businesses. And as the superintendent, she wants to make sure that those connections are furthered to the point where all students and all teachers would have access to equitable opportunities and resources to for students, first of all, to take on these opportunities outside of class time, but also for teachers to incorporate it into their learning curriculums. And I think that was a really important point that she emphasized and a point that was definitely a common theme amongst our summit so mm-hmm. for sure and i think even just like just to kind of create this like overgapping um overarching i mean like comment that i think mm-hmm. a lot of the people we interviewed and just um hearing to now like the feedback and comments we've had regarding the summit a lot of people just very like are greatly appreciative of just hearing it coming from the students um because i think that has an irony and a power to it as well because not only we're just sitting at a boardroom table or a conference room and just discussing stats and all that we're actually putting it into action and doing something about it so i think on that side of it businesses but as well as the school district even the city are seeing oh these young people are passionate and wanting to strive to fix this issue um so if it's coming from them we're going to do as much as we can to support them so i think that is a very kind of motivational thing just for me and i think i can speak for hermela on this as well Mm -hmm. like we definitely want to make sure like we are centered and at the middle of this so if we move on to uh, school committee member Aisha Wilson, who is our one of our great <laughs> advocates and um, friends within the district, um, she was very appreciative as well as having the of having the opportunity to participate in the summit. And Definitely. Yeah. yeah, we had the opportunity to talk to member Aisha Wilson. And just like the, Aisha has done so much work in the workforce department of the city and kind of working with students and students in the Cambridge public school system. And she's continually talked about how she's so grateful to have the experience of growing up within the system itself. She is a, she is a product she's of CPSD. A, yeah, she yeah. is. And now she's here serving us and serving our students in the school committee. And we're so grateful to have her perspective in a body like that and kind of talking about what um, Member Wilson has basically done and what she talked about during the summit. When we had the opportunity to talk to her, she kind of capitalized on how important having this conversation was, just as other, other participants have done. And she said that she was super grateful having the opportunity to be there, to listen to students, to talk to corporations, to see both sides of the conversation in yeah. a sense. I think that was something that really spoke to her and really spoke to all of us and everybody who was there for sure and like even just tying everybody in i think the last kind of couple of people that we interviewed were a couple people from different businesses um Mm -hmm. and corporations kind of around kendall or like neighboring kendall square um specifically we're gonna speak on behalf of jess who is an hr manager at tank Tank design um so she as well has kind of followed us on our path with two blocks and has been very active in hearing our voices and trying to do something on her end about it as well so it was finally amazing to finally meet her in person um, but as well as to get the opportunity to hear her remarks regarding the summit and just like I know we sound a little repetitive but like everyone was just like we just loved being in a room together Um, and like I mentioned in the last episode like although I kind of put them on the spot a little bit (laughs) that still created a more comfortable environment ultimately at the end Um, 
because after we had the discussion, people were were comfortable with going up to each other mm-hmm. and introducing themselves, handing out business cards. And we love the networking. We love, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So that was a very amazing thing to see. And even just coming from her as such a well-rounded person as a whole, like having her perspective of seeing the humanly side of the of the company, and that's where the, like the CSR and the CSV um, aspect come into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely like really appreciated hearing their perspective, but also they appreciated, it, especially the businesses, hearing us put it into perspective for them um, with that CSV and CSR mindset so yeah and we were definitely really grateful to have the perspective of Jess and everybody else who works in these different corporations in and around Kendall Square because we've had a lot of opportunities to speak with the school district but not as many with members of the Kendall Square community so we were really grateful to have that different perspective but also a perspective that was really important when we think about our stakeholders and businesses being one of them and a memorable moment I thought of when we had this interview with Jess was how she thought she was actively thinking of ways to kind of host students at Tank Designs, but also working on ways to collaborate with the school district and set up a function that could make it easier for Tank to kind of incorporate their business into kind of getting that word out there within the CPSD mm-hmm. student body. And an idea I remember was sh- that was shared during the summit was kind of creating some type of calendar or um, and like common common like yeah some system. i think christine from ido was one she of the people that, who yeah. mentioned and and brought that to the table which we we are even thinking and and trying to put that into perspective right now definitely um because that was a very great and well-rounded yeah. like, solution in a sense yeah um, and essentially her idea was creating some sort of calendar where different corporations can put into that calendar hey we're open to hosting this age demographic or a group of kids for this week Mm -hmm. or we're open to having a workshop and we're available for representatives to go into some classrooms on these specific days Mm -hmm. and having that available to the school district to then send out those opportunities to different teachers to different schools and making sure that opportunities kind of like efficiently kind of dispersed among the CPSD community and making sure that everybody has the opportunity to kind of access those. And in that way, we're kind of taking the, we have, there are already similar opportunities present where teachers can sign up for these different things to happen, these different events to occur. But now with the creation of some type of calendar, very centralized, it's a more systemic way of making sure that the uh, opportunities are kind of evenly distributed in a sense and that's what we're going for definitely okay so why don't we move on to ryan and ryan is a professor at leslie university and has worked with us with ifp many times and he's helped us with design reviews with many discussions he's helped us kind of facilitate and been an active participant and listener and advocate for what we've wanted to do for such a long time and he has a lot of points when we talk about the takeaways that he had from the summit he mentioned that there were a lot of points that he wanted to bring back to his own company and what's unique about his perspective at least i'd say is that ryan is on both sides of the spectrum when we're talking about two blocks because we have the and um, the educational sector but then we also have the innovation economy for sure and when it comes to ryan he's as we said a professor at leslie making him part of that educational demographic as a professor as somebody who's involved in that industry 
but is also within the, uh, the innovation economy working under uh, RLMG. And we find that his perspective is highly valuable, and we're so grateful that he was able to come to the summit with us. For sure. And that like literally was perfect in the sense that his takeaways were very kind of, he was talking about the business perspective, but also the educational. Um, so that was a very like unique um, takeaway, especially coming from him. Um, one of the points, just to get into that, like a lot of the things that he mentioned, and even a lot of people just echoing, we were kind of singing from the same song um, in the sense that a lot of people had a lot to say that were that was similar, you know. Um, but he definitely said that the discussion was very cohesive and there was a lot of points that were brought up that he can bring back to his own company um, that can be further further used to kind of recheck and um, reestablish in a way what RLMG or even his profession um, at Leslie um, can do to better immerse themselves within the community. Um, he also said that he felt that that demographic in the pipeline that we've been talking about for so long with the K through 12, that that K through five awareness, like entity or what would we call that demographic? demographic. Yeah. Like they would, they, that was a very important thing. And, and we, we like agree with him so much because it's like, even though they're just kindergartners or even just in fifth grade, but they still have a lot to learn and they have a right to just be aware of what's what's going on, especially um, what's going on in their own backyard. So I think that was a very interesting and important um, takeaway that he, he brought to the table. Yeah, and I think that idea definitely ties back to our pathways to potential, where right now what we see when it comes to the college and career readiness curriculum in the district is that it really comes into play once you enter CRLS, mm -hmm. the high school. But we want to make sure that that curriculum is incorporated and began at a young age and usually K through five, your elementary school years are a highly developmental period in um, students' lives. And we want to make sure that we can utilize it to the best of our ability and the best of our ability in order to make sure that these students are kind of immersed and they understand they're aware of what lies around them and can use that to the fullest potential. Yeah. And just to like bounce off of something you said, like there's just even just being a sophomore right now, there's so much pressure of being a high schooler, of Definitely. needing to know in that four years, like it seems like a long time, but it's like literally flies by. It flies by quick. So quick. Um, so as an upcoming junior, just like thinking about college and thinking what's ahead, we have so much pressure on our plates of what we want to do and what we want to pursue. Um, and even if you're just a freshman, like that's like a big <laughs> pressure that a lot of students have, um, whether it's about college or not, there's just this kind of need of needing to know what you're going to do. So yeah. I think that stress needs to be relieved in a sense that students just simply need to have the awareness and in, in the in the chance to explore rather oh than goodness. feeling pressured into into getting into this career or not getting into one because you don't simply because you don't know like I think all students should know um and we have these resources right down the street so I, I think do. that's an easy way to get students aware immersed and just all together hands-on in in the innovation that's going on yes I love that so now that we're on the topic of perspective we're kind of talking about the, dem the different demographics that we want to target within two blocks why don't we move on to Jeff so mm -hmm. Jeff works at Tank Designs mm -hmm. and we were able to talk to him about his takeaways and the action steps that he would recommend as we've said and when it comes to his takeaways he 
like many others, really appreciated the conversation that we had and thought that it was great to have an audience, like a relevant audience mm-hmm. for this discussion. With all of them there, all the, all the three all entities. entities. Exactly. And especially targeting the idea that in order to make all of this happen, you have to talk to all of the stakeholders. Sure. But one of the stakeholders that's usually neglected are students, you know, mm. their voices usually aren't incorporated into the de- decisions like this. But here we are putting ourselves on the table, being willing to collaborate with all of these entities and kind of work towards something greater. Mm-hmm. And I think that I second what he said. I definitely am grateful for the conversation that we had. And he appreciated the concept of what me and Jeanette were able to present on to all everybody in the room, which was creating shared value. And he thinks that businesses need to realize that it's imperative. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about continuously, we've had podcast episodes and from our presentation, how important CSV is, especially to go from a performative type of kind of like contributing to the schools to making it something that's systemic, which mm-hmm. is exactly what we want. And he sees that using that kind of ideology is a really important way to hook these different businesses into what we're trying to do and get Definitely. that business awareness yeah. aspect. And just to like, even through our podcast episodes in the discussion, the whole reason why we thought we wanted to bring this a CSR versus CSV thinking and mindset on board to two blocks is because we're all about creating a diverse perspective. We as students, like, yes, our voices are really important and we have a lot to say, but we also want to take into account the other people in the room. So we're students and we represent the school district and the school district has another kind of from an administration level, has another point of view um, that we don't really have kind of a position in as of right now, which we hope yeah. to. Um, but as a student, we wanted to take account. We felt that in the past and even now, our voices are neglected in a way. So through our kind of awareness, we wanted to make sure we were addressing everyone. So that CSR and CSV was really to target the businesses and show them that they're not only a part of the issue, but they're a part of the solution. And we've been repeating that a lot because we don't want this to seem like a pointing fingers like it's been in the past behind closed doors. We just really want to get everything out there and have these discussions because although they may be awkward or kind of a little risky in the the beginning, like at the end, we just, we can create those connections and and converse in that sense. So that was a very important kind of thing that he brought up was the shared value. And just from him being from one of the businesses saying that that was very important and that whole concept was very appreciated by him was just like the end goal in a way, you know, that was what we were striving for because we just want them to know and, and view two, two blocks from their end. And for them, we can help them. They're not just going to be helping students, but like we mentioned before, and even in another episode, is that these businesses need us. There's many, many jobs just in Kendall Square that are unfilled and do not have people to fulfill these roles simply because there's just the demand is there, but the people to fill these jobs aren't. So one way we can do that is to, to stream that pipeline that we've been talking about. So I thought that was a very important thing. Yeah, definitely. And capitalizing on the idea that student voice is important and that this, what we're trying to work on is a two-way street. You know, Mm -hmm. the contributions can only be happening from one stakeholder to the other, Mm -hmm. but both to each other. And 
one point that we brought up when it comes to creating shared value is identifying how businesses have something to offer to students and students have something to offer to the businesses. And then when it comes to what students have to offer, I loved an action step that Jeff mentioned where it's continuing conversations like these so that businesses and teams can have a diverse experience and diverse perspective from who wants to work with them mm-hmm. and what these students, what they think about the opportunities that they want to be provided, the opportunities that they want to experience. And taking that will come out to produce a diverse product and Definitely. making sure that the more diverse perspectives and voices and stakeholders that we introduce into the system, the better the outcome will be. And I think that's really what we're trying to capitalize on here. The idea that if we leave everything to those who don't experience what the product is, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a bit challenging to make sure it's adjusted for every student's Mm -hmm. needs, every business's needs, and making sure that everybody who has a voice in this is heard will make sure that we create a system that works for all. Definitely. And just to like restate what you said is just, in a way, it's you need to have everyone at the table if you want to make something that includes everyone. Mm -hmm. When we talk about inclusivity and we talk about equality and and equity, we need to have, we need to make sure everyone's voice is there. So that's what we've been trying to do. And I think that that takeaway of just having that diverse experience and just even the diverse product in the sense is you need the diversity and you need the people to be there because how are you supposed to create something that's supposed to tackle this inequity if there's no equity within it. You know what I mean? I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's like, but I just think that in a way we just really need to like universally think of ways to not only get students involved, but to get the community kind of together. Um, So I think that we have a very interesting position because we're in Cambridge where we, we thankfully have kind of an open form of government where we can communicate with our, with our elected members in our school Mm -hmm. administration members. So I think we really need to just, keep dialing down and keep the conversation going definitely and just so we can like briefly touch on this because like we said in the beginning this is um one of the last episodes for this season so um so we are very sad um we're gonna miss talking to you guys but don't worry we're not gonna we're not gonna be gone forever um we know you guys are gonna miss us (laughs) um but we just wanted to also kind of moving away a little bit from the interviews just giving our kind of lasting remarks of the situation and where we are now because i think that's a very kind of open line of communication we want to keep with you all is just keeping you up to date on what we're working on and what we're looking forward to so obviously kind of leading up in a couple months it's going to be the two like two-year anniversary of two two blocks blocks. (laughs) so that's momentous in a lot of ways because we've spent a lot of time working and and researching on this issue so as a person kind of (laughs) being here from the start and putting my work and my effort into it as well it's just very fulfilling to see the point where we are now because where we are now even just speaking on a podcast that's not something I I would have expected um, to come out of this you know so I'm very proud of myself but I'm as well like just as proud as Hermela um, (laughs) because we definitely created a very strong partnership together and we have strong voices and we are using them Um, so I just want to shout that out for a minute because i think that's very important (laughs) to highlight highlight, so 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like we've been doing a lot of work as student advocates to make sure that we can adequately represent the voices of the students and not only us, but all the teen creatives at IFP. And we've been working on advancing two blocks and making sure that we can put it out there for some time now after doing, you know, some internal work, making sure that all of our ideas are developed, Mm -hmm. doing so many different projects within this movement. We finally have had the opportunity to put it out there. And we've done so many, we've had so many important conversations conversations with so many people and we're so grateful for that opportunity and we're just looking for more ways to use our voices to kind of advance all the work that we've been doing for sure and just to like insert this a little bit we've had so many amazing discussions and in just conversations as a whole even on this podcast um so we just again want to thank all the guests that not only attended the summit, but also are continuously showing their support, even if they could not attend that day on on behalf of our work, because we really appreciate that allyship and the follow through that a lot of you guys, even you guys listeners are are providing for us because we wouldn't be here without (laughs) y'all. So once again, like we are open to converse with anyone. We want to hear your guys's perspective. We want to have you at the table as well. Um, Just as much as we want to be included, we think you all should as well. So feel free to reach out. um, Innovators for Purpose on Instagram, um, any social media platform, reach us out and we can definitely kind of converse and and create something with you all. But just kind of looking forward, we're definitely going to have another season of the podcast. Stay tuned. Um, So we would love to, like I said, continue the discussions, have many different guests um, and perspectives. So stay tuned for that. Possibly more blogs um, and maybe a coming installation, physical installation. Who knows? But stay tuned because there's a lot of exciting things and this is just the start. So I think that wraps up. If you have anything else to say. No, I just (laughs) want to say thank you again, everybody who's been listening and catching up to all of the episodes. We really appreciate it. And yeah, just like as Jeanette said, this is our season one finale where we focus on whose voices matter and having these interviews with the different stakeholders. And we hope in season two to kind of further delve into the two blocks movement that we've been working on, you know, share updates from over the summer, but also keep the momentum going. For sure. So once again, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for being a supporter of IFP and Two Blocks. We really, really appreciate it. So I think for now, we're going to we're going to say goodbye, but we'll say hello soon. Don't worry. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.